So children learn gender equality actually really young since birth. So, you know, what they, what you um, give them as toys or what you're dressing them in or what stories you're reading them as, you know, kids or babies, they're growing up with that, thinking that that's just how it is. So if you're teaching gender equality, then they grow up with that mindset that I can do anything I want to do. So, I mean, it really starts from, you know, toddler from two to three, they're completely Mm -hmm. decided what the boy girl roles are. So it's crazy. I didn't know that they learned it that young, but they're really by the age of six. It's like, they know. You are listening to the Startup Playground. Show where I invite entrepreneurs, startup founders, and game changers to talk about their success stories, learn from their mistakes, and hear about their interesting experiences. Hello everyone, my name is Elvis and it's time for another weekly and casual distancing talks episode. And on this episode, I've been joined by certified girl life facilitator, toddler clothing designer, as well as founder of Lil Sunbeam, Ciara Robinson. On this episode, we'll be talking about the importance of educating our children on gender equality so they can grow up with limiting beliefs of what girls and boys can do, wear, play with, and more and more. So tune in the episode and I hope you can enjoy it. Hey Ciara. Hi Elvis, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I guess it's good morning in, uh, in New York, right? Yeah, it's only a little after nine o'clock. Amazing. It's uh, it's 3 p.m. at uh, Scandinavia, so oh, well, it's nice. Already. You had yeah. already. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it started productive. I woke up pretty early because, you know, to make a lot of things and, you know, have my morning coffee and routine, but it's nice to be awake, finally. Yeah, I have my coffee right here, so. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um... Before we go into understanding why it's important to introduce or learn young childs or mini humans, as you are mentioning a lot of places on your social media, about equal gender equality, maybe you could tell me who are you and what is Little Sunbeam? Yeah, so I'm Ciara and I'm the founder of Little Sunbeam. Um, I created it a few years ago, but now I'm kind of bringing it to light, getting more of my stuff together, I guess you would say. So Little Sunbeam is a gender neutral toddler line. So it's focused on the comfort, equality, and the creativity of each individual child. Okay, interesting. And uh, what was the basically the main reason why you decided to kind of go into? entrepreneurship and specifically after gender equality yeah so i always loved kids i've been a nanny a teacher i've just always adored children and i've always adored fashion design um so i knew i wanted to have a clothing line one day but i didn't want to just create 
you know, product to sell and make a profit. I wanted to stand behind something and I wanted to like kind of make a difference. So I thought put two and two together, you know, make clothing that was gender neutral, that could provide parents the option of not just pink and, you know, for girls and blue for boys, but, you know, a little bit of a more variety to also kind of help influence the, you know, the goal of sharing gender equality. Interesting. Interesting. And do you have kids yourself? I don't. Not yet, which is weird. I'm, I swear I'm the only kids clothing designer that doesn't have kids, but one day. <laughs> but you, I guess you get inspired to have in the future as you are into all this uh, mini humans that I'm really kind of. Yes. Yes. That, that um, saying is kind of living on me when you when I was going through your social media, mini human. Cool. Yes. Yes. I I came up with that one day and I just thought it was cute. So I was like, let me stick with it. It's because they're, they're, you know, you're a mom, so it's your mini human, you know, I don't know. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Uh, okay. So, and now I'd love to understand basically, you know, what was the main reason? I know I asked you what was the main reason, what was the reason why you went to into entrepreneurship, but what was the main reason behind establishing the whole business around uh, gender equality. Yeah, so I really just wanted to make a difference. And since I was really getting into um, educating myself on feminism and gender equality, I didn't really know what it was. I grew up thinking girls are delicate and you have to let a man do everything. So I really didn't know that, uh, that like, no, we are all equal and we can do whatever a guy can do. So, you know, I grew up with that mindset. So I started educating myself and I was like, what is feminism? And I realized it was really just men and women equal. So I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. We're all equal. So I kind of just based my, my, yeah, my company off of that, you know, cause boys and girls, um, how I was raised and I feel like how all my friends and my mom was raised off of, you know, the stereotypes of like the man has to do, be strong and do this. And the girl has to, you know, mm -hmm. do this or whatever, baking or cooking or whatever. So I feel like a lot of people grow up that way and it's just so engraved in our minds. So then we teach the next generation that, but it's not really like that. So I kind of want to break those borders down and. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> agree with you. I will kind of agree with you because the other day I was reading uh, a CNN. I was just understanding what is, I mean, I was, I don't, I know what is gender equality and everything, but I was just, when I was approaching our conversation was, I, I wanted to do it in deep research. And then I thought like, and then also it was approved on a CNN that maybe it's because of the stereotypes that we, it's been in, ingrained in our uh, childhood, in our understanding, in our, you know, like parents have told us, or maybe, you know, we lived in this environment that, you know, like, uh, as I mentioned the first time when I approached you, that when I go shopping for uh, my uh, kids, uh, my friend's kids um, closing, then it's usually like pink or teddy for uh, girls and then, you know, blue and uh, Superman for boys. Right. It's like, so what? Girls cannot be Superman, uh, Supergirls and guys cannot be teddies. So. Yeah, right. It just definitely limits the children's imagination, which is what I'm trying to stop. <laughs> yeah, and uh, kudos for that, I guess. Um, another thing that I wanted to understand is basically 
why it's important uh, to educate kids on gender equality because I know that few days ago you had a conversation about it with Dr. Adams. Mm -hmm. So what is the what is the what's the reason you know behind it? I also did it. That's why I'm keep I keep educating myself because I'm trying to um, interview all these psychologists because I want to make sure I'm not just getting stuff from Google. I want to make sure I'm getting the correct information from professionals in the field. Mm-hmm. And so what I thought she kind of definitely validated. She was like, "Yes, this is exactly correct." So children learn gender equality actually really young since birth. So you know what they what you um, give them as toys or what you're dressing them in or what stories you're reading them as you know kids or babies they're growing up with that thinking that that's just how it is so if you're teaching gender equality then they grow up with that mindset that i can do anything i want to do and i have a quote here from dr adams um she says i said you know why why should you teach gender equality so young and she said um they can children can assume stereotypes about boys and girls um that they'll think they're facts. And this can be harmful, such as girls aren't as strong as boys. This can be harmful because it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So this can limit their interests and possibilities for later career choices. So, I mean, it really starts from, you know, toddler, from two to three, they're completely Mm -hmm. decided what the boy-girl roles are. So it's crazy. I didn't know that they learned it that young, but they're really, by the age of six, it's like, they know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm okay with, you know, I mean, girls, boys, I mean, yeah, okay. There are different physical, phys- physiological differences, but... Mm-hmm. But we are the same, you know, okay. Right. Maybe they are, you know, maybe women are more sensitive and guys are more rough or maybe that's all, again, a stereotype. Yeah. It's so, it's so, you know, it's really hard to determine what's real and what's not because yeah. it's so ingrained in us unless we do a study on it really or test it out. We, I guess mm-hmm. we just kind of have to trust, trust our instincts on that one. <laughs> okay. Interesting. A very interesting topic. I never yeah. thought about it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Another thing that you discussed with Dr. Adams was, you know, how to actually, you know, educate kids about it and uh, what are the maybe the consequences of not, mm-hmm. I mean, in the later stages when they grow up, because, you know, maybe, I mean, kids understand a lot when they are little. So. Yeah, so much. The kids are so smart. It's like, right? when I was a teacher, kids, they just get everything. I'm like, what? Was I this smart when I was a kid? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like I said, Dr. Adams, she was saying ways to teach them young is read them storybooks that aren't just princess-based, more that are, you know, also women empowerment-based to show different, to show both men and women who are making a difference in society or just that are both like in the front of the story to kind of show them that, you know, it's not just the prince saving the princess. And also, um, giving them other options for clothing and not just giving them, not just giving them gender neutral, but also giving them, you know, a mixture of both. So giving them, you know, if a girl wants to wear that, you know, got a boy's dinosaur short shirt, let them and vice versa. If the boy wants to wear this pink shirt, you know, let them dress up, let them, you know, have an open imagination. Um, so don't like limit their interests young and then just kind of open the, their minds and worlds to other options. I mean, 
a lot of boys are looking good in, in pink shirts. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong about it, you know? And then, and light blue also, I mean, that's the, um, the most casual uh, shirt color for men, light blue. So I don't understand exactly. what's, what's the, you know, what's the deal about it? Fun fact, oh. blue, blue is actually for girls because it was more delicate and boys were supposed to be wearing pink because it was stronger. So it's funny how um, it didn't change until around like the 1940s where marketers um, exploited the post-baby fever. <laughs> so and then mm -hmm. parents just reinforced that. So they were just like, oh, well, they're, the store is doing that. So I'm just going to reinforce it and see how that grew from the 1940s to now. It's like completely Completely different. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I think I have like three, four light blue shirts from different brands. So it's like, yeah. I always have one ready, just so yeah. I know in case I have to go for an interview. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you also mentioned this storybooks. Is there any particular that you or maybe Dr. Adams suggested to read or yes. to read to your kids? Yes, I was looking up books. I'm actually going to write another blog post on specific literature that encourages um, gender mm -hmm. equality. I don't have it now, but I'm trying to think. It was about 13 females that um, have already changed and impacted our society now um, from our past. I'm forgetting the name of the book, but it's on, okay. my, it's on my recent blog post with Dr. Adams, the interview with Dr. Adams. Okay, so I'll I will tag it down yes. when the episode. Amazing, yes. amazing. I, I go blank. <laughs> yeah, I was also I was also reading I was also reading your blog and it's really engaging and it's really you know, um, personally interesting to read about this kind of thing and understanding because you know there are a lot of things I don't remember of my childhood because of the tragic accident that happened when it happened, yeah, but yeah. you know it's nice to see kids growing and i have a one of my best friends who lives in latvia they have a, a daughter and she have grew up so fast like so extremely fast and she's so talkative and uh, engaged with you know a lot of uh, activities so i mean it's it's completely different even though mm -hmm. even even though i know later we're going to talk about also toys like the differences between toys but you know i think that they're as a parents they are more into like the classical toys, like in you know, the wooden toys that actually mm -hmm. uh, create the uh, creativity, you know, engage the creativity in the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, another thing that, you know, I know that you have three different Instagram profiles. One yeah. of them for a little sunbeam, another one is your personal. And then there's this one that you call she or mm -hmm. see her equality. Yes. Uh, basically, w maybe you could tell me and tell also the listeners and the viewers, what is the Instagram's main goal? Yeah, so I actually just became a certified Girl Life facilitator with Girl Empowerment. Um, the founder, um, Melody, reached out to me and she saw what I was doing on my page, how I wanted to do gender equality and just promote that. And so what she does is Girl Empowerment. So I was thinking, how can I really tie the two together? But then I realized girl empowerment is another great way to influence and encourage gender equality. So I'm hosting, I'm, I'm starting to host these workshops online. All, just anyone, it's going to be online workshops for girls from age 7 to 12 to just mm -hmm. kind of like 
give them um, encouragement and empower them in any way possible. I kind of just want to leave an open field, but there I'm going to be basing it off of the girl life curriculum, um, but kind of also just leaving it an open dialogue for the girls to have a safe space to feel free to express themselves and I can just be there to support them. So it makes me question, does the girl doesn't feel unsafe to express their emotions? And, and I mean, I mean, social media seems uh, pretty, you know, like TikTok seems pretty open. Girls are pretty open with, you know, whatever, right? So, that so. is true, but I feel like sometimes, I feel like it would be a little bit different for them to comment to, um, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty open and I've been um, that person for teens before. So I feel like hopefully yeah. I can, rather than going to their parent or a friend, um, I can maybe be that third party for them to open up to. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I like, I like the, 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 the colors and everything that you use. Basically, I also want to mention that, you know, I, I like the, the filters. I don't know, maybe you use these like creamy filters or this color gradings. Very, you know, pleasant to look at. Yes. I, I like it. I feel like it's like vintage inspired. It's right. Like right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, another thing that kind of, makes me wonder is the 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 retailers how much are they basically focusing or not focusing on basically gender equality because i mean i think that they are promoting the stereotype of things like you know i mentioned before like the pink for girls and then the blue for boys so mm -hmm. have you seen any as person in, invested in all this um, thing uh, have you seen any shift in retailer stores? I definitely know that people are trying to promote a little bit more of gender equality, gender neutral things, mm -hmm. um, toys and clothing, but it's very limited. Um, if you go into the store, I mean, you can obviously see the segregation of the boys and girls toy aisles even are just, I mean, I get the clothes a little bit, but the toy aisles are really like, you know, segregated. Why should this be? designated for a boy and this should be for a girl it's just kind of silly and you see all pink stuff and all like truck stuff on this side and it's like well girls like that stuff too and then boys like this stuff too so it's just really limiting but I was actually talking to Dr. Adams about this as well and she was like I went to the store and I saw these pink Legos and she was like on the Lego box was a girl and then she was like you would never see a boy being you know promoted on a pink Lego box she like, that just mm. wouldn't happen. So I was like, you know, I'm listening to her, but I wanted to check for myself. So I go to Google, and of course, I went to lego.com, and I saw that they only have pink Legos with the girls on them. And then I went to Amazon, and I went to, um, you know, look up pink Legos, and it came up girl building blocks. So it's funny how they associate, they really established that it's pink is for the girls only, and they only had pink princess kits or pink Minnie Mouse kits for the girls you know, or just in general, they're claiming it's for the girls. So I think that was interesting. And I asked her why, and she's like, well, it's just the way they market and mm -hmm. promote it, they, the way they advertise it on TV or just on the packaging itself. That just really all plays a role in, you know, how they're promoting it, which limits the kids. I mean, if, if the boy sees the girl on the box playing with the princess, it's like, oh, that's for girls. So mm -hmm. it really just limits their imagination or like just tells them who that toy is for. Or, which isn't really fair. 
I think. So, so basically, it's marketed like that. You know, they're yeah. using the the color and and the marketing. You know, to have this the first recognition in a, in a in a people's I think minds of like, hey, it's pink, so that means it's I know where to go, and I know that this is you know perfect for my little daughter or yeah daughter or something. Okay, interesting. I never. I mean, I haven't been in stores for the last three months. So I don't yeah, know. Well, yeah, same. Going. Hopefully, no one has. <laughs> so, so, so I don't know. So I don't know what have have changed or happened in the stores. I know that they are slowly opening them, but I still haven't went to one. So I mean, except the food stores. But you know, that's yeah, that's a different one. That's, that's like needed. a huge. Yeah. That's like a huge mess in in in, in one room. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And have you thought about uh, in the future? having uh, actually a physical store like you know like little sunbeam or something like that because also another thing that i didn't see on your social media or also on your official official website any actual samples i saw that you have put any like little pictures and you know the materials and the fabrics that you want to use but there is no actual like you know the physical samples do you yeah. have any any to show right now I have my old samples, which might not be the best because I'm going to redo them. It's funny because um, I had the plan to launch um, the first day of summer this year, 2020, but then okay. Corona hit, so then I wasn't able to do my sample making and get all that done. So I'm actually in the process of doing my samples now. Um, so they should be up on my website and everything within the next month. Mm -hmm. So that will be exciting, but I will, I'll show you a sample, please, but it's not, <laughs> there's, there's two. So this is just the, um, I have a classic t-shirt and then the oversized mm -hmm. t-shirt. So this is just, you know, very classic. Yeah. So, it's so soft though. Like this is like a kid would just want to sleep in this. And I mean, they both kind of look very similar. The only difference between um, the oversized and the classic yeah. is. The armholes more dropped for more mm -hmm. visibility and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. So those are samples, but I'm gonna probably change up the color scheme a little bit to more mm -hmm. neutrals rather than gray. <laughs> no, I mean that, that there there's a remark that I wanted to tell to me pers uh, me personally telling that, and also another friend who I also spoke with, and he's a man in 26 years old. Yeah. 25, 26. I, I never know what age of people, yeah. so. <laughs> it's just a number, right? Uh, yeah, so, and I spoke to him and I showed also, you know, a few, few samples and he also went on your social, uh, social media. Mm -hmm. And he said that, you know, the colors, these, these uh, cappuccino, light, pink, soft uh, things, it's really nice. And he said, I, I even would wear it. Yeah, I really like those colors. And I feel like it's a great option for parents to buy those colors that I'm going to provide because then they can mix and match with the normal clothes, you know, the, the boy girl clothes, or if you want to say at home, yeah, so they yeah. have a mix of both my, the gender neutral and then just whatever they have at home because they kind of match with everything, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I would even wear like these uh, creamy colors that you are presenting your social media. Yeah. I do plan on having a little bit of patterns, but I'm designing them now to figure out what, gonna go <laughs> mm -hmm. okay interesting another topic and that's also like i mentioned a little bit before it's about the creativity of a child and uh, the question is basically 
have uh, there been any changes in basically, and I know that they have, because I have this example with, uh, you know, like, I noticed that a lot of parents, they, when the kid starts growing up, they don't um, invest him, uh, him or her into like putting, having toys like creativity toys, like building blocks or coloring books or anything else that increases the creativity, you know? And, and, and then I thought like, is it, is it, the role that the parents have to play that they have to invest or the kids themselves realize that, okay, I want to, you know, explore, explore, you know, what options I have given in, you know, being given, like, you know, when I was growing up, when I was little, and I also mentioned you when we first spoke is that, you know, I was making like the mud pancakes or I was, you know, everything that was, what I was able to do or I was able to touch or put my hands on, I was thinking like, okay, what is this made of? What is this made of? What is this made of? But I have noticed that, you know, maybe in current age or century, it's not the same. So therefore I want to ask you, you know, have it changed? Is my hypothesis the correct or have it still saying the same? And is the parents having the role in, you know, putting them on the right path of uh, creativity of the child? Yeah, I think it's definitely, like, the technology sense is improving so fast, and, like, mm-hmm. technology is such a big part of our lives now that I think in both ways it's changing, whereas kids are more on the iPad, prefer than being outside, but mm-hmm. also it's kind of also changing um, in the fact that parents are more open to the gender roles. So that's kind of cool. So I don't know how, in the future, how that's going to really coexist with each other with the creativity and then the iPad thing. But um, if I can read what Dr. Um, I talked to um, Francine Zelster. So I'm going to post this blog Friday. I interviewed another psychologist about this. She's um, really into the creativity of a child. So she says, um, it is important for children to be able to express themselves freely and sample or try out different forms of self-expression to determine what makes them feel comfortable and confident. This can include, but is not limited to, children drawing or creating things they can show high interest in, what children choose to wear, the activities they enjoy, participating in both school and extracurricular, Mm -hmm. Um, and then the children's preferences and even in food and the shows they watch and the people they spend time with. So this is all ways that they're expressing themselves and their creativity. Okay. Okay, and and what's the basically the parents' role in all this? Should they like be um, allowing kid to express himself and in know the world himself, or they should like, hey, maybe don't you know, maybe don't spend so much time on iPad, maybe you know, not giving iPads, or maybe you know, that's yeah. kind of interesting to understand yeah. also. I definitely, as for the iPad thing, I mean, I don't want to get too into that. I don't want to get in trouble with parents. Uh, you know, obviously, I would prefer kids playing outside or, you know, playing puzzles or something like that, more creativity. Because yeah. uh, as a kid, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have an iPad, so I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't have any of that. Not any of us did. But I think it's just really important for the parents to provide their children with those variety of toys that they can ex- experiment with or yeah. just, you know, little things like that or just encourage them to do mm-hmm. these things, not like force them or just, you know, it's not to limit them. It's just to really encourage their interests. So I think parents can, you know, kind of nudge them in the right direction. But, you know, as long as the kid is 
happy and healthy. That's like all that's important. Yeah, right. don't, like, yeah, you that's know, don't experiment too much where you're getting hurt, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, when I'm going to have kids, I'm going to see, but I mean, yeah, I mean, all the best for my kids, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, also, you know, I also asked some, some other people, you know, like mothers, fathers, uh, families, you know, like friends, mm -hmm. what they think about all this, right? Yeah. Uh, gender equality. Uh, and uh, then there are one question, basically, that people wanted to ask, and most of them wanted to know, like, isn't the reason why there is a gender difference is because uh, we are physiologically, as I mentioned before, different mm -hmm. if you look if you look into aspects of like the science aspects because yeah. you know as people say like mm -hmm. we are like you must have also heard that you know men are from one planet and then and yeah. women are from another planet right yes, that fun rhyme childhood rhyme <laughs> yeah childhood rhyme so yeah and and that's why that's why i wanted to ask you maybe you know maybe the diff the reason why we are different is because we are philosophically different. I cannot yeah. pronounce this word. No, I know. I, I, I might not be able to pronounce it either, so I might just not. But yeah, I definitely, no, I see that. And I agree with that completely. I mean, obviously, there is a clear difference between a boy and a girl. Um, yeah. you know, just even looking sometimes at them. Um, I, I'm not too sure about, you know, other ways that could be different, but however, the, I have it written here, the difference, you know, the sex, the sex of the child, um, obviously they're physical and, you know, the, what mm -hmm. makes them a boy and what makes them mm -hmm. a girl, and mm -hmm. then there's the gender. So the, I feel like um, many people might not know that the gender is different than the sex, mm -hmm. which I thought yeah. they, I, before I thought they were the same, to be completely honest, before I did my research, I was like, oh yeah, it's a gender, a boy, girl, you know, that's what, the gender actually refers to the cultural difference, so it's what okay. is expected by society and culture, what a man and woman, or boy and girl should be doing, so it's not really, you know, the physiological, it's the psychological aspect of it, <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that right, but yeah, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> okay. If that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, no, I just it's it's an interesting way of understanding and I, and I never thought that, you know, I also be honest, I thought gender and sex is exactly the same. Yeah, I'm still learning and growing every day and I that's why I'm doing so much research on this because, you know, I'm sharing what I know, but I'm still educating myself to keep progressing here. Yeah, I mean, I think our life is never ending, you know, learning and we always learn and, you know, Things are always changing too, so you have to, you know. Right, things. yeah. And now we are learning how to adapt with lockdowns and quarantines and staying socially distancing and all that stuff. Yeah, interesting. What a time to be alive, right? I know, what, a, right? what a time to be alive. And with this being said, you know, I wanted to also go into those pictures and go into the uh, social media that I've been speaking about and those yeah. creamy colors, right, that you're using. Mm -hmm. So with this being said, I would love to move into this segment that I call Entrepreneur Gram, where I basically go into some of your social media and take some pictures that I feel like needs more context or they add uh, additional thing to you as a personality and as a mini human uh, clothing yeah. designer. So 
Is it okay with you, right? Yes, yes, please, of course. Amazing. So, so the first picture that I saw, and it's pretty interesting, is uh, is basically this one, where you, as I understand, had made a manifestation to yourself many years ago that you know you wanted to create a business plan for your unisex toddler line, right? Mm -hmm. And the question is basically that I wanted to ask is basically how does it feel when you have, you know, set a goal or said something that you wanted to do a few years ago and then now you can see it actually evolving, actually going into reality, you know, your, your dreams coming true. Yeah, it's absolutely the best feeling. So I was working at Lululemon. So that's where I made the goal. They really um, encourage you to go for your goals and your dreams. So honestly, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for them, I really wouldn't be where I am right now because they, they help you um, write down your goals and help. They actually help you achieve them in any way they possibly can as a company. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I made the goal of working there. Um, and I'm actually still working on that business plan. I'm so, cause you, you were always fixing it and tweaking it to make it, mm -hmm. you know, up to date. But yeah, that's, that's where that originated from. Um, and actually meeting, um, I met, this designer Lucy Wild while working at Lululemon, which is how I was able to gain all my knowledge of the industry. I worked with her for a few years, I think two to three years in while living in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, she opened me up to the world of fashion design, really. So thanks to Lululemon, that's where <laughs> everything started from. <laughs> yes, shout out to Lululemon. Amazing. Yeah, no, because if, if I didn't knew and if I didn't know what you do, right, if I just had uh, your pictures, like Instagram profile, no name, no description, I would also think that you are a designer or wannabe designer in the future yeah. because of all this, like the, the way you composite your pictures, the way you make pictures, color graded, you know, all this, like the style. And also another thing that I wanted to ask you is like, from all the style, what is your favorite one? From all the clothing styles, what is your basically favorite one? Oh, I'm anything vintage. Vintage. Yes. I'm um, actually my designs will kind of show that off too, kind of some of the cuts that mm -hmm. I'm doing in collars. They're kind of based off of like the seventies or you know, the classic t shirts like that. So it's definitely okay. all Great. anything vintage, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, and and also, I'm sorry, I'm going into something else. Like I have a, a friend who is actually now making, um, he's actually making a podcast about 90s. The name of the podcast is uh, the Class of 92 podcast. Okay. And uh, they are talking about different things that we experienced when we were in 90s. And one guy is from Spain, another guy is from Latvia. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really interesting. And they also were talking about, uh, on the previous episode, they were talking about Phil's shoes. If you remember, brand Phil's or Phila, yeah. something like that. And now, now awkward, it's uh, coming back, right? A lot of influencers are wearing Phila shoes. We are wearing these baggy jeans again and all that stuff. So, so, so vintage 90s are coming back. So you are right in the time. It's Good to know. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just like, because I've been previously working in a, in a kind of influencer hotel with a lot of like P 
people who are influencers and designers and they were, I was kind of seeing like every of them or most of them were wearing Fila shoes or one of oh, those wow. old fashioned Reebok shoes because you know, yeah. they have to do so because of the influencer status. That is true. I've never been there, so I don't know how it's, uh, influ- yeah. how it's being influencer. So <laughs> moving on in the next picture. Okay. The next picture that I wanted to discuss was uh, basically, yeah, so basically this one. Uh, and basically it's written, my happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. Yes. Pa- papers <laughs> and my happiness. So basically, what is the thought behind it? And what is your happiness? That's the question then. Yeah, so that is, actually, that's my original patterns um, from, made by my pattern maker. I have the revisions now, which I don't know if you can see them behind my mannequin. But... I, uh, yeah, those are my patterns uh, for my collection and anything related to my company or, you know, designing, it just makes me so happy. So it's really my happiness. It's my happy place, you know, sewing or just doing anything related to my business. Um, I probably could have had a better photo to represent that, but that was what I had. (laughs) So yeah, it's just, yeah, my company um, and Little Sunbeam means everything to me. So it's really just, Mm -hmm. it is my happiness. And it's a really lovely name. I mean, even guys say it's super lovely name and super fit. It super fits and everything. So, awesome. Yeah, it's 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 really spot on. I would say spot on. Thank you. Good. Okay. And another photo, and the third one that I, it's pulled up from many things, and then I was thinking uh, that who is your basically inspiration, right? And then I pulled up photo from this one. Which yes. is from, I believe, from Donna, Lana Del Rey concert. And then somewhere else, somewhere else, also, there's also a picture, Lana Del Rey picture on your Instagram. So is Lana Del Rey your inspirational source? Yes. Yeah, so originally when I was sewing, um, I would only listen to Lana Del Rey. Like when I, that mm-hmm. just made me, I know her music seems a little bit more depressing to most, but to mm-hmm. me, it makes me like happy. I really enjoy her music. So I will feel focused and put together when I'm sewing. So Lana, I don't know. I just feel like, okay, let's do this. She, I actually have um, one of her tattoos that you can't really see it, but Paradise. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. I, I, yeah, she just encourages my music and I, I love her. I actually named one of my, um, this, one of my pieces, the sweater after her, Del Rey. So you'll see that eventually. <laughs> Amazing. So, so, so the inspirational source and the shout out to Lana Del Rey for yes, making this amazing. This. Yeah. Yeah. I hope <laughs> she's, you see, I mean, come on, you can ask her to do some kind of promo video with your closing line or something like that. Come on. Or, or include one of her songs because, you know, I think that she had went through a lot of, or no, that was Adele. Sorry. Adele, <laughs> Adele, Adele went through a lot of changes and I wouldn't say Lana Del Rey went through a lot of changes, but she always, I think she looked always good and fabulous, yeah. fabulous. <laughs> Let's say fabulous. That's a cool word. Amazing. I, I love call, talking to you and I would like to understand more and more and hear more about your uh, closing line, right? And uh, see more samples and understand, you know, why we shall focus and learn our kids, educate them on gender equality. And I'll definitely follow your um, blog and read it more. 
because it seems very interesting to understand. It's always nice to learn new things, right? And definitely everybody who's listening right now should do so. I will uh, link somewhere here. Link will be there. Uh, but I wanted to, as you are entrepreneur, and at least I consider you like that, uh, is basically you suggesting some uh, key activities that w have helped you to, you know, get your goals in order and, you know, chase your dreams. So basically, what are some of the key activities that you would suggest? Yeah, so I've really been utilizing this time being kind of locked inside to mm -hmm. really focus on my branding, my company. So I would really encourage other entrepreneurs or people with their business to um, focus on your branding and really educate yourself in all fields of your industry and reach out to people in your industry to ask them questions, interview them, listen to podcasts, do some, you know, research you really grow the knowledge because, you know, I've reached out to three psychologists to ask some questions and all mm -hmm. three said yes. So, you know, it, you just have to ask someone and most likely they'll say yes. So you really, that just helps you get to the next level. So Sorry, basically what, so basically, what you suggest to reach out to people who may help you solve some kind of obstacles and come up with some solutions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now yeah. is a great, great time because a lot of people aren't really going to work. So, you know, people in their field might have a little bit more free time to mm -hmm. kind of help them out for free. So hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. A lot of people are, I have, a lot, I also have heard a lot of people currently also saying like, Oh, I'm bored. I'm bored. I have nothing to do, but I mean, it's an amazing time. Just yeah. find your passion and follow mm -hmm. your passion, do something. I mean, okay, you cannot meet people, but I mean, if your passion is meeting people, okay, I cannot help with that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> but, but you can, but you can, but you can call those people or something like that. I mean, I also had like I have mentioned before previous times, I also had fear of being in front of camera, but yeah. but somehow we have to overcome those fears, you mm -hmm. know. And then and what did, and and one of my favorite sayings, I don't know why, is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So true. right. It's true. <laughs> and with that being said, I wanted to you to tell where people can basically find you and uh, read more about uh, your passion, read more about your aspirations, the reasons why you decided to tackle this thing as gender equality and then and, and where people can basically maybe uh, sign up for your launch of your clothes or how is the launch going to happen? Maybe you yeah. can also tell me about that. Yes. Yeah, so I am um, doing a lot more research and utilizing this time. So I mm -hmm. am planning, since my clothing is, is kind of California, like inspired with the, you know, lightweight and everything, I am going to launch it in the summertime. So I'm going to launch it in spring, summer of 2021 since I couldn't do it this year. So and that's a big, you know, gap, but it's just, it's what's going to be best for the company in the long run. So that's look out for me then, but they can find more. I'll give a lot of updates monthly. So I'll have a blog updates, you know, samples on the website. So littlesunbeam.com, www.littlesunbeam.com. And then my Facebook is, you know, facebook.com backslash littlesunbeam official. Little Sunbeam was taken. So, and then Instagram, same thing. Uh, <laughs> Littlesunbeamofficial. Okay. <laughs> Little Sunbeam official because Little Sunbeam was also taken. 
And then also, um, if they want to take, if their girls are, you know, 7 to 12 want to take my workshops, um, right now, you know, free online workshops, they can sign up for at Instagram.com slash seeherequality. Amazing. I will definitely tag those uh, links down below and uh, people will reach out to you. Definitely. Because, I mean, there must be a lot of parents or a lot of friends of the parents who wants to, you know, who are also struggling with this kind of like, why I go and shop and I can only buy pink or, you know, certain colors for certain genders or sex. I would yeah. really, yeah, I would really love people to write me and just ask me questions. I would just answer everything. It'd be great. Amazing. Thank you. And, uh, I hope you can, uh, basically, I enjoyed, as I mentioned already, but I hope that you also enjoyed this lovely discussion, distancing, and then I hope you're going to have a great uh, rest of the day. At least yes. I know that it's day that's your place. Yes. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for having me so much, Elvis. It's, it's been awesome. I know. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to keep... <laughs> Keep it awesome. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yes, I will say goodbye to you and um, see you next time then. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Perfect. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Have a good one.